Hey, podcast people, this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. We'll skip the usual introduction and we'll just dive right in. I just finished uh, going to the eye doctors. I had a uh, had a checkup today. Basically, my eyes are as good or bad, depending on how you choose to view it, as good or bad as they have been for the past number of years. My eye doctor tells me the same thing every single time I go. First, he tries to sell me contact lenses. He's like, you should get contacts. You're the perfect, like it's, it's so good for you. You should get them. Oh my goodness, they're amazing. Well, if you ever want to do it, you can do it. They must make some money on selling contacts. It must be an upsell, I would think, the way he approaches it every single time. Um, second of all, he tried to pitch me laser eye surgery because I'm a great candidate for, for laser eye surgery since my eyes are pretty healthy. They don't really change much. They don't really, they haven't gotten worse in a long time. And then he told me, he's literally like a script. I could almost record what he says. And he says everything word per word. The same thing every single time I go to him. Because then he tells me, and I was, re- I was ready for it. He's like, well, your eyes, your prescription in your glasses could be a little bit stronger. And it would help you see a little bit better. But it's such a minor amount. It's as tiny as like, like maybe a hair stronger. He's like, but those glasses, if, if you can see clearly with them, what you should be able to you know, that's just fine. You can keep them. And he's been saying that for years. And I just haven't wanted to buy new glasses because it's literally like the tiniest hair of the tiniest possible hair of how much stronger they'd have to be. You know, when you go to the eye doctor, they'll be like, which lens is clearer? It's always this huge debate because it's just the two lenses that he's trying to debate me between. They're so close that I can barely even tell there's a difference. So he's like, yeah, your prescription is basically the same. Like it's it could be ever so slightly stronger, but unless you're planning on get, unless you're planning on getting new glasses because your glasses are like old or something or you don't like them, you don't need to change the lenses out is what he tells me every time. And uh, I swear he wants me to buy glasses too. I think he, they must make money on it. He's like, he goes to me, oh yeah, you know, these glasses look pretty beat up, but if you're happy with beat up glasses, I guess you could keep wearing them. And I was like, beat up? Like, they, they're not beat up. They're just fine. What do you mean beat up glasses? I've had them for like four years or something. That's not that long. He's like, do you want a second pair of glasses? I was like, a second pair? He's like, yeah, you can have that pair and then you can have another pair as a kind of like a, you know, depending on like what you want to wear one day. I was like, no, just, just, just one pair of glasses is fine. <laughs> like, I don't know. Does it do eye doctors get commission? I don't know. Something else. I've been thinking about this for a number of years now. Every time I go see him, I think about it. But anyway, now the first thing I'd like to share applies to those two groups of people that it really applies to. The first group are is people who work as language tutors. In fact, tutors as a general whole, math tutors, language tutors, um, tutors as a whole. And the second group is, I think, I think it kind of applies to anybody who has a job, anybody who's working. I think there's some messages you can take away from this. And it's something I don't talk about a lot, but it's important. And I want to talk about it today. And it has to do with finances. You see, a lot of people that that I talk to and I have talked to, a lot of them kind of live paycheck to paycheck. And if they work, for example, as a tutor, and one month they had more tutoring hours and they made a little bit more money, they just spend a little bit more money that month. Or if they had a little bit less money, they're like, oh no, I made less money. They might feel a little bit stressed about it and they're, they're much tighter on the finances that month. And that's just typical, that's how a lot of people, not everybody, but a lot of people tend to kind of operate in that way. And what I wanted to say in today's podcast is I want to stress the importance of saving money. I think what you have to understand, at least in my eyes, in my, in my opinion, in my perspective, no matter 
what kind of job you work in, no matter how stable you think things are, no matter how good things are, no matter what, things happen. At some point or another, you're going to face some kind of challenge at work where you're earning less money than you would like to. Maybe you're laid off. Maybe there's a pay cut. Maybe you get fired. Maybe you all all of a sudden have a reduction in hours. Maybe, heck, maybe COVID happens and all of a sudden, like, so many industries are shut down for a few months like like a lot of there's a lot of things that will there's things that will happen during your lifetime that are going to affect your time at work and how much money you're making at work and because of that it's incredibly important for you to be saving money in my opinion to save money every single month and be sitting on money in your bank account and or in cash um you know, cash, you can't sit on thousands of dollars. I mean, you should basically be saving in a savings account or whatnot, um, a, a percentage of your income every single month. Now, the question becomes for many people, how much should you be saving? And I don't really know what the right answer is. I'm not a financial expert. I can share what I've heard. I can share some personal thoughts. I've heard from people who are smarter than me that you should have your yearly salary divided by two saved up. So six months worth of your monthly income saved up and just be sitting there in savings, which most people don't have. My personal rule is actually more than six months. Uh, I, I, I think it's I think six months is kind of like the minimum. I think it should be a little more than that, to be honest. Um, but I think it's super important. And I think a lot of people, maybe even the majority of people don't operate in that fashion. And so the first thing to really do in my perspective is first, you have to be aware of what you're spending, how much you're spending and where you spend your money. You have to know how much you spend on your groceries every week. How much do you spend on gas every week? How much do you spend on rent? How much do you spend on your cell phone bill? You have to know those numbers. You have to know them cold. You have to just kind of know, like almost like in the back of your mind, you need to always know. And ideally you should have it written down if it's not something you naturally think about. Once you have that number, you need to see how much you're earning at work. If your hours fluctuate every month, you have to think about what your average tends to be do some you have to figure out what you average on in most months and see okay this is what i spend on you know every single month this is how much i spend on groceries this is how much i spend on my cell phone bill this is how much i spend on rent or mortgage this is how much i spend on this on this and that and this and then you have to see if your salary actually covers it and how much extra you have and then you've got to figure out okay some of you might be like yeah i've got extra money every month to save up and then you've got to think in my opinion you've got to think about for me to go save up six months worth of my salary, how much time, how much do I have to save every month to get to that number? Like, let's say six months worth of your salary is $25,000. If you save $100 a month, right, it's only going to be $1,200 a year that you're saving. And it's going to take you, ugh, years, like, uh, like, 20, like 20 years to save $25,000. That's a long time. It might be a good starting point for you, right? Because maybe even saving $100 a month is, is, is hard. Might be a good starting point, right? But you've got, it's something I want you guys to think more about. I think about it, the, 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 where this is coming from for me right now, is I think a lot about people who get laid off or lose their jobs or get hour reduction hours reductions at work. And it's always come suddenly. You never have like this big warning where you have time to kind of figure things out. It never happens. COVID didn't happen. We didn't have a big warning for COVID for a lot of industries. You know, if you're, if the government, if you work for a public company 
and it's government funded like uh it's like if you work for the city of calgary or something and the government budgets change like suddenly you might have you might lose a job you might be laid off so things happen pretty suddenly and so um the reason i'm thinking about it is that the teachers who work for me part-time all you know it's not full-time jobs but part-time i've been talking to them recently like hey like, how, do you rely on this tutoring income or is it literally just extra income in the bank for you right now? Some of them, it's kind of like extra. They don't really rely on it per se. Some of them heavily rely on it. So it's kind of different across the board. But we're, I've been having that conversation like, hey, listen, I don't think something bad's going to happen at work where the business gets smaller, where you have less work. I don't think so. I don't plan on that. I mean, things are going pretty good, but you never know. So you need to be saving like if you need $600 a month for me and that's kind of like what you're relying on because you get $600 a month for me, well, on the months where you get $800, you've got to save that 200. Well, you don't have to, you're going to make whatever decision that you're going to make, but I highly recommend you save that $200 because guess what? If you can save that $200 this month and next month and you can save that for six months, you've now got $1,200 and suddenly, if tomorrow I say, crap, I'm sorry, so-and-so, I don't have any work for you because a sudden thing happened where all of a sudden you don't have $600 a month for me. You only have $100. Well, it's a good thing you saved $1,200 because now you have a two-month runway to find another job. On top of, in Canada, we have like uh, unemployment insurance. We have that. Now, people working for me, they, 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 uh, I don't think they can, they don't get their, I don't really think they can apply for unemployment because they're just contract workers. But regardless they have two months saved up of a runway to go figure out how they can kind of make up that income. Do you know what I mean? Um, and so that's really, really important. That's, that's why I've been thinking about this. And I've been telling my teachers and I was like, you know what? I know it's not language learning related, but it's something I believe in so heavily. Uh, some quick backstory. Financial awareness is a very big part of my upbringing, actually. Uh, from the age of like 12, that's been driven maybe maybe even before 12 even i remember being a kid like before being 12 and understanding that credit card debt was bad like i don't even know where that came from it was so ingrained into me um around financial awareness when i was 12 years old i had to do like i was making 30 bucks a month because I, I had an allowance plus i'd get like a dollar for doing dishes things like that and my mom would like make me i'd have 37 dollars, and my mom would be like okay you're gonna, you need to do percentages. A percentage of this money goes towards spending. Like just video games and candy and things like that. When you're 12, that's, you're just buying candy and dumb stuff. A percentage has to go towards your education. A percentage has to go towards this. And she helped me figure out percentages. And then I would divide my money up that way. And guess what that means? It means that me as a 12 year old, out of my $37, I think I could only spend like eight of it. $8 was for spending like, on candy and whatever I wanted to buy. The rest went into different accounts. I had an account for, I was saving for a car. Because mom's like, Azrin, if you're making 30 bucks a month, you're gonna want a car when you're 18, you better start saving now. So you're gonna spend that money later, but you're gonna have to save it for six years before you have the money to go buy a car. So I was saving for a car when I was 12. Uh, she's like, hey, you're gonna go to university and I have some money saved up, but you're gonna maybe need to pay for some too. You better start saving for university. So I had some money saving for university. And again, all this money ends up getting spent. Like university money got spent. Um, 
car, I had to buy a car. So it eventually got spent, but it wasn't spent on candy and and, and just regular day-to-day donuts and things like that, which is what 12-year-olds are buying, at least I was, video games or... So like, that was drilled in at a very young age. And she's like, if you want to spend more, you have to go earn more. Like, if you want to have more than $8 to spend on donuts and things like that, you have to go earn more money then. You can't just spend more of what you have because there's, there's responsibilities. You have to take care of all the different elements of your life. You have to be able to do that. I was drilled in at a very young age. I, I was giving to charity when I was 12. I, I saved money to give to charities and to give to other causes by the age of 12. Um, maybe even, yeah, 12, I think was that age. I think 12 is when I started, when that started up, I think. And that, so that's been super drilled into me. And I just realized as I gotten older, and as I get older, I realize it's not drilled into others. And I know the personal, like, I know the personal benefits it has for me. And again, everyone's going to manage their money different. And I'm by no means an expert. All I can say is I know the benefits I feel. Like I'm able to travel. I have money for, th- when I want to travel, I can travel. When I want to go to restaurants, I can go to restaurants. When I want to, when I want to do things, I can do things for the most part, right? Because I've managed my money in a way that makes sense. And so I, I'm not usually super stressed about money. Not, not usually per se. So definitely something I want to, I want to talk about and mention and, and, and kind of bring up in this podcast. I think one thing to think about is, you know, you know, sometimes people struggle with like finances and money and and things like that due to a lack of education. Like they just didn't know how to do it. No one taught them. No one, they didn't hear about it. They didn't like, that's where it comes from. Right. For a lot of people. Um, but some people it's actually, it goes a little deeper. Some people, they spend, they, some people's financial issues come from different places that go a little deeper. Like if you have low self-esteem, you might be spending your money on buying expensive clothes because it makes you feel better about yourself, right? Or you might go on a shopping spree and that might be your version of therapy to feel better about something bad in your life that's happening that you're trying to run away from. So you can't just say make a budget. You've got to figure out, well, you've got low self-esteem. We've got to fix that. And we got to fix the financial stuff, right? Some people... Some people, uh, who knows, like there's, there's, sometimes there's deeper reasons, right? Some people, they grew up with a family, they grew up with a family and their mom or dad or whoever, you know, I, I, I've actually, uh, do I know people personally? No, I know someone who knows someone, knows a bunch of people who were raised in a way where their parents would say, why would you get a job? Just collect unemployment benefits, just go on, just go to the food bank and just get money just get food there why would you work like they're raised with that so you're raised with it so you grew up with it and that's kind of your your upbringing right or others i've met do i have i met people i I don't know them well but i have met people who have told me or they made comments where their family demonized having money growing up they demonized people who had like oh those people who are rich and then all of a sudden you need to get rid of all your money. You need to spend it or you can't earn a lot. You, you you start doing things because you think it's bad to have to to have savings and to have something in the bank. Like you, you have a negative association with it. Heck, I kind of have that in a way too. I mean, it's not extreme for me, but I've got a little bit like one thing I think about is like, and I don't, maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know where I fall in the spectrum. I probably slightly more on the wrong end of the spectrum. But whenever I hear things like, oh, we make our product for 20 cents and we sell it for $9, I'm like, why? 
like, what are you, like, 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 if your costs are, if your costs are, like, two dollars, but you, but, like, but, but your profit is, like, like, your, your product costs you, costs twenty dollars, but it makes you, it costs you two dollars to make it, and you don't really have any crazy costs, like, you're making 50% profits, you're, like, rolling in all this money, like, I actually think to myself, like, you should reduce the price of your product. Now, maybe I'm wrong. That actually might be wrong. You can make a very strong argument against me. And I don't know. I don't. I might be wrong on that. I probably am wrong on that. There's probably some gray areas that I haven't really fully discovered. And I sabotage myself in certain ways. And I need to be very cautious. Like, I'll sometimes say things like, like when I price my classes out, like I'll be like, ah, I'm paying the teacher 25 an hour. This student, uh, I'll only charge them 28 an hour. So I do a, a decent amount of work to land the student. And I'm making like, like they pay a hundred dollars for like their four classes and I make 12. Like I make $12 for like finding this, like it's nothing. I got, I'm all, I gotta be super careful. I have to like force myself sometimes to be like, Azra, no, you can't do that this time. Don't do that this time. That's not okay. So I've got a little bit of it too myself. Like I've got a, I fight these little internal battles myself to remind myself, don't do that. Like, so anyway, I know nothing to with language learning, but I just wanted to get, 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 kind of get this out today. And I think it can, um, I think it can help some of you. So anyway, let's wrap this up here. I appreciate your attention as per always, and we'll chat later. Bye for now. See you.